0: welcome to pressing buttons a podcast about video games in today's episode nick and i discuss playstation vr 2 launch details and the newly announced gears of war adaptations for netflix we also discuss our initial god of war ragnarok impressions enjoy the show hello and welcome to pressing buttons i'm hugo i'm nick and uh we're Right back at you with another brand new episode of Pressing Buttons. Uh, sorry for the little skip last week for the episode. Nick wasn't feeling too well. It's so. my fault. It's definitely I'm, his fault. I'm better now, though. Yeah. Back in action. You know, and we didn't want to release a subpar episode because we're all about releasing good content. Or we try. So, here we are. We, we try. Well... I think we do a good job. <laughs> you guys, another can, great week, another great episode. Yeah, uh, you guys can be the judge of that. I think it's always, great weeks, great episodes. So. Yeah, I'm still. That's our next shirt. We're we're, we're batting a
1: hundred percent. I want that. I want that to be the next uh, pressing button shirt.
0: There you go. All right, we can make a. We got to get the design approved. Yeah, got to got to talk to D-Pass, Get a little design going. Okay. All right. Um, and also got to give out more shirts, which we're rounding. We're about to hit a 100th. Uh, Huge milestone. Yeah, a hundred. Real, not bot, human people I, on Discord. I, I'm,
1: you know, I think bots should count.
0: Well, bots, bots are people sh- too. Yeah, but they can't get shirts. Look what's
1: happening on Twitter.
0: Yeah, well, which we'll talk about <laughs> later <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, we're about to hit a hundred, so we're gonna send five lucky Discord followers uh, a shirt. So make sure you are logged into Discord and supporting the channel, so you guys can get a shirt. And if you have a shirt already, then you know you might get another shirt later on down the road. Our, our new, uh, another great week, another great episode. Sure. All right. There you go. Um, so we're going to move right on into some news. Uh, last week, it was also very light uh, in terms of news. So that's why, you know, it was also a good thing we didn't do an episode because there wasn't much to talk about. But this week, uh, we got some great news. First off, we're going to start with PlayStation VR 2, which was uh, announced uh, last week. The pricing, um, they're going to start off at dollars $550 which is just $50 more than your regular PS5 with a disc. It's going to include the PSVR 2 headset, the PSVR 2 sense controllers, and stereo headphones. Um, And it's going to release right off the bat with Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is going to be a launch title, along with 11 other ports from different uh, VR games throughout the year. Um, My thoughts on this is it's a bit surprising just because it's an expensive console, and now you got an expensive VR headset to go along with it. Um, It's definitely going to be a hard entry point for a lot of people to get. But if you have the console ready, I think it's kind of, you know, whenever you're ready for it, you can just get the the VR headset. And then as far as uh, the peripherals, I think it's going to be good. I I do want to kind of see if they do anything innovative with the sense controllers just because uh the dual sense that that we have for the ps5 i think it's very innovative with the rumble and and the sound and all that stuff so i'm kind of interested to see what they have with the sense controllers and then as far as the games go horizon call of the mountain looks like a, it's going to be a pretty good game i like the horizon universe um especially uh being able to like shoot uh, uh a bow and arrow i can't wait to see how that gets translated and how it feels Uh, as far as the other 11 games they kind of look mediocre um they are titles that have been out for other vr uh headsets so nothing new there um a bit disappointing that they didn't announce a lot more stuff but you know it's it's a lot of issues with the pandemic and the supply chain and stuff like that so maybe uh down the road they'll announce more stuff uh, what do you think? you super excited for this VR man?
1: <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the price point, um, I think it's definitely higher than a lot of people were expecting. So um, so I think a lot of people were kind of caught off guard by how, how expensive it is. It's definitely not a... I don't think they've positioned it as like a mass market price point by any means. I think they're targeting this as more of like a, a premium VR experience and when you think about it as like a premium VR experience, I actually think it's actually like not that, that bad of a deal. Um, it's just going to be like a much more, I think smaller, smaller audience of people who want that. But when you think about the total cost of, you know, a PS five plus a PS VR two, and you compare that with HTC Vive plus a high end gaming PC, or although the, the Oculus, um, the quest pro isn't necessarily targeted at gamers. I think some people are are looking that at as like a high end VR headset that you can, can play games on. So, so when you comp, when you comp kind of the total bundle of what PlayStation is doing versus, you know, Oculus quest pro or vive plus gaming PC, I think it's actually pretty attractive. Um, again, I think it's just like not a ton of people are going to want to do that. Um, I'm in the camp of people who are, you know, op- open to a premium, you know, VR kind of price point. And I've, I've done that in the past with the HTC Vive, uh, back in 2015 or 16 or whatever it was, uh, to me. So that's kind of my thoughts on, on pricing. Um, to me, the big, the biggest takeaway was just like the lack of, the lack of games where, from a PlayStation studios first party perspective as of now, it really seems they're pushing this, this Horizon game. And I'm not the the biggest fan of that, that franchise. So it's not, I'm sure it'll be a a great, you know, technical showpiece. It'll probably be great if you love that series, but I just, I just don't. So I'm not really excited about that. And all the other titles really seem to be kind of more of the same of these you know, call them I don't know, like double A or kind of more like these cookie cutter VR games that we've already been seeing on, on the Oculus Quest. So, so yeah, it's pretty disappointing so far. There's nothing really getting me excited to want to buy it at launch. Um, and in the past, you know, I've I've been, I think I mentioned uh, there's a lot of different VR hardware that's coming out over the next six to twelve months and I just kind of feel like I'm, I'm in the market. Like I just, I want to buy new ones because I feel like it's, it's the right time, but I just kind of assume that there would be more, more compelling content, um, that would be available like at launch or shortly after launch, but I just haven't, I literally haven't seen anything that I would want to play. So, so I think I'm actually going to change my, my thinking into more of like a wait and see. So
0: yeah I mean definitely I think uh, it's especially since it's coming directly from sony um and they're one of the few companies trying to push the the v r um in into current people current- current console holders and stuff like that they want a big share of that market it it is kind of weird that they only have one big title that they're publishing uh with with one of their franchises obviously with with the pandemic and all that stuff it delayed a lot of stuff so there might be um a lot of titles that they're probably internally working on that they haven't announced yet. They do definitely have a lot of universes that they could easily uh, incorporate into VR. I think that would would work so well, um, especially now with like Bungie uh, acquisition and stuff like that. They could do some some uh, Bungie games or anything with like Ratchet and Clank or Astro Bot stuff. Um, like a technical showpiece, I think it would work so well. So definitely uh, not having any impressive titles uh, or too many impressive titles to launch it's kind of a bummer but um i'm thinking this is kind of be more like a wait and see approach where the first year is probably going to be underwhelming just like with a lot of console launches um except to to the most recent ones there wasn't really that many uh, um enticing games to kind of get the console for so i think this will be the same case for the vr where probably a year into it in 2024 is when you start seeing uh the technical show pieces uh from different titles and also uh, a lot more variety so it's, it's a bummer but You know give it some time and i think it'll succeed just like the the first one did even if it's a a small player base i think it'll be a success for them and like you said uh with the pricing points uh from consoles uh to pc and and everything that you get in between uh in between this does seem like the the more affordable option because it's not that expensive once you start calculating everything else that you got to get for for uh like the meta quest and the and the vibe so Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully, uh, they come out with some good because I know you want to get
1: right into VR. I'm primed. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I just need at least one game (laughs) that I'm excited to play. Uh, Even even if it's something like what they did with PlayStation Home, and then maybe it's some updated version of that. That's more like if there was like a really cool, you know, online experience that was native to to PlayStation. Like even that would be. You yeah, know, maybe maybe enough, uh, but there's just got to be something more than something, what I'm currently seeing. Something enticing.
0: And hopefully yeah. they don't, you know, uh, I don't know if you read that article where the original creator of the Oculus um, made a VR headset that kills you if you die <laughs> in the game, which is like the dumbest thing that you
1: can... What is that, do? Sword Art Online or something? Yeah. That's like inspired by some anime. Yeah, It's
0: the dumbest thing you could think of. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> as dumb as in, uh, what's that Steven Spielberg movie um, with the All the IPs. Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One, where they had the suit, and they actually put it so you get feedback if you get kicked in the crotch. That's right up there with the dumbest things you could do for a controller or something. So yeah, don't get one of those. Unless you're dumb. All right, uh, next bit of news we want to talk about was Gears of War. Uh, Netflix just announced that they're developing a Gears of War live action and some sort of uh, animated show. Um, Dave Bautista kind of put his uh, name out there in the ring he made a video showcasing himself in uh, the Gears of War uh, uniform I guess you could say Um, I'm excited for this just because I think the Gears of War uh, aesthetic is very pleasing in terms of post-apocalyptic Be- beefy boys beefy boys gotta, go, <laughs> gotta get a lot of beefy boys Dude. in there and Dave Bautista is a beefy boy um, and his his range is, is pretty uh, wide he's been in a lot of movies lately a lot of good movies uh, the knives out The um, Dune uh, James Bond Blade Runner. Uh, yeah, Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's definitely got range. Um, and I can see him pushing for this really well. Uh, hopefully they, they, they do kind of consider the gamers and, and it succeeds and they get good actors um, to be in the show. And then as far as uh, animated, I think Netflix has had a good track record with animated shows, especially when it has to do with video games. Uh, we can see with Edge Runners, and we can see with uh, Castlevania and, and such that they do kinda um, have a big push for animation. So hopefully uh, they can tell good stories that can't be told in live action through the animation. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I know we don't really talk about Gears of War that much, obviously because it's not any new games, but are you excited for this? Is this a universe you wanna see?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll check it out. Um, it's it's Gears, The Gears of War franchise wasn't on a short list of gaming IP that, I wanted to see more, you know, whether it's a TV show or, or a movie or, or something like that. So, so yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, even when I think back, so I played the first, I, I completed the first two Gears of War games, maybe played a little bit of three and didn't touch four. And then I played a bit of Gears five, but didn't complete it. So I, I'm like, you know, familiar, familiar with the game enough. Um, I don't remember anything about the story. I think the story is pretty forgettable, and you're really just playing the game for kind of that like cover based, you know, tactical shooting combat.
0: Chainsawing people. Yeah,
1: and they're generally, very, you know, technical showpieces. They're very like good looking games and, and perform very well. So to me, that's more the draw of the franchise as opposed to the lore. Uh, but at the same time, what's interesting is the characters are very very memorable characters. I just don't quite remember the, you know, the broader kind of story and the lore and it's, some of the... Some aliens are on the ground yeah, it's, and it's they an come above ground and that's it. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm, I wasn't necessarily like excited to learn more about that that world, but I think there there's opportunities to make it, you know... I think you were saying like Tremors and I was thinking like Starship Trooper, you know, so yeah, I think there's like, more, yeah. yeah, they're, you know, they're a little campy, but I think there's um, TV shows and movies that basically take that type of setting and make it entertaining. So, um, you know, so I'm more, I'm more like cautiously optimistic. We'll have to, you know, see, see what it looks like. Yeah. Um, I think it's an opportunity to cast some, like, you know, think of it as like, Beefy Almost boy an lineup. expendable, yeah. It's like an <laughs> Expendables type casting thing, where just because of the people they're casting, that generates a lot of excitement uh, into the content as well. So, you know, let's just say uh, like Batista is a no-brainer. I think Terry Crews is another you know, another beefy boy with with acting chops. Uh, the Rock. John Cena, you know, says the and too a lot, much a stuff. A lot, of, yeah, a, lot, a lot of, yeah, a lot of wrestlers, you know, a lot of former wrestlers, but they're good at know. acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Well, I guess I think it's really going to be who's the ensemble, and yeah. if they're if that's like cool, then I think that'll that'll get me more excited about it than just like, yeah, it's just a gears, you know, animated show or live action show.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head where. I think if they don't take itself, because it, it is an absurd world where you have these beefy marine dudes. If they don't, it, if whatever show they make, it doesn't take itself too seriously, uh, and it's more like you said, Starship Troopers. I think, I think it'll it'll do fine. Could be fun, But yeah. if it, if it tries to be like some Steven Spielberg World War Two epic type thing, then uh, yeah, you're gonna lose everybody <laughs> yeah. that wants to watch this. Um, and and it is kind of funny where like. Gears of War at this point is not I would say high in popularity as it was when the first one came out or whatever so so it is kind of funny to see that they're kind of making it now obviously I think the franchise is still ongoing and they're making uh, a part 6 so maybe they're kind of trying to time it around that time so it'll release around that time but it, it's A very interesting world, so I'm kind of glad to see that they're moving on with this, especially with, uh, we have mentioned this before in other episodes where you have all these um, properties that are kind of trying to be in in different uh, genres where you have animes and live action and and shows and movies and TVs and all that stuff um, from video games to board games to whatever. So I'm kind of glad that video games are kind of getting thrown out there and and you, you get to see more of them in different media. So hopefully it's a good one. All right. Um, And then the next thing we want to talk about is God of War. Obviously, it got released last week on Wednesday the 9th on a Wednesday because Odin's name is Wednesday. Little, I, I, I think you told me that Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. little Norse <laughs> trivia for you. Um, but yeah, so God of War, uh, a strong contender for game of the year. Um, released last week. I was able to play uh, a, a couple of days. I got 15 hours into it. I believe uh, Nick got it a bit early uh, on Tuesday through some sheer Amazon good luck on shipping. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. We're, we're in with Jeff Bezos. Yeah, <laughs> At least I got get... that. I got that early access <laughs> courtesy of Amazon
1: distribution services. Yeah,
0: so uh, we we're, we definitely we're not gonna say too much into it because we want to do a full review once uh, we we both uh, finish the game. Uh, much like we did with Elden Ring, our other game of the year contender. It's you know these are two awesome game of the year it's contenders. On, it's
1: I can already I'm extrapolating. It's Elden Ring wins. Yeah. I mean, Not, uh, I think for game of the I think there's certain categories where game like God of War will, yeah. uh, it's definitely like a prettier, you know, like I think more technical, uh, performer, yeah. Um, but I think uh, game of the I'm, year, I'm all in on. Well, ones. we're you know,
0: we're, we're also gonna do like a, I guess, a big, uh, as every show ends the year, we're also probably gonna do a game of the year. Show of the year, you know. Show show games of the year. Yeah, we Whatever can, we can do something around the game awards. Yeah, we'll we'll probably do some. We'll,
1: we'll, pick email, a, we'll email Jeff again, and you know, get get see if we could get in. Get, yeah, get a
0: little hosting. Yeah, do, do some hosting. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do that. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, so far I'm liking the game. It's basically more of, uh, of the God of War from 2018, obviously. Um, except. Uh, so far, what I've noticed is that they focus more on the side character, They focus more on uh, your companions, which is good. Um, I feel like the first game, it kind of focused a lot, which it had the right to. It focused a lot uh, on, on Kratos and Atreus. And this one kind of focuses on everybody else, which is really good. Because it's trying to tell a, a bigger story that's not just about them. Um, and also having a teenager, which is
1: annoying so far <laughs> it, was Is it? i mean i didn't I actually i almost and i think a lot of people have this opinion where they don't like these sidekick you know escorting type mechanics yeah and i went into the first god of war as just assuming that i was going to hate that mechanic but i actually thought it was fine well yeah
0: no i mean i just mean in the sense of like the, ang- same, the angsty personality yeah, of a teenager, teenager versus yeah but the 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 NPC combat like where cause you you get to play with other NPCs not a big spoiler but other NPCs kinda help you out so, so, so it's not always Atreus who's with you so I think that aspect is good because you don't really notice that they're there they're they're helping you out obviously but it's not like it's bothering you or anything like that and they're not talking to you all the time so definitely a a lot of good things that uh that have been expanded from the first one can't wait to to finish it i'm loving the story i love these uh greek and norse mythology uh, uh uh stories so i'm excited um and can't wait to share the full review with you guys and I can't wait till you play
1: some more, so I can talk about it. Well, that's the—that's what's so funny. is I got it a day before you, and you've played it like three times as much as I have. What a so. loser! <laughs> <laughs> so I think you said you played like fifteen hours. Yeah, really? 15 I think hours, I'm probably yeah. just under five. So, um, and it looks, yeah, it looks beautiful too. <clears throat> like,
0: well, I think it's the best so far. Well, Horizon uh, Forbidden West looks really great, but I think it's also. Uh, the ps5 makes some fucking beautiful games
1: yeah yeah i still think i would need to go back to demon souls like demon souls also looks looks incredible um maybe maybe god of War is is probably gonna edge it out but um they both look incredible um yeah that was um so i played it for about five hours uh I love all the settings and performance modes, so I think it's it's a great title just to give you people a lot of flexibility with exactly how they want to play it. So, um, and it's basically like playing on a high-end gaming PC, which uh, I think it was when I think that was when Miles Morales came out. Uh, yeah, Miles or no, no, no. I'm sorry, that uh, it was like the VRR variable refresh rate. Uh, like option. feature when that launched, and then I went back because I bought Miles Morales and just like never played it. But when they unlocked that feature on PS5, I played it and I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like this is like we're it's it's PC it's like high end PC gaming now. Um, so consoles finally you know I think caught up to what it feels like to play on a high end gaming PC and and God of War is is you know more of that. So that's it's been great. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel it's. um it's more of the same, which I'm totally, totally happy with. Like I don't, it's not like a knock at all. Um, I've, I've seen, you know, murmurs of people saying that like earlier on that's true, but things happen and it gets better to suggest that it like, it kind of becomes less of just more of the same. So, so I have that to look forward to. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, the thing that I liked was, Because this is arguably kind of like the, a bit of like the Metroidvania kind of formula where it's like you need to, you know, get new things to unlock new pathways and and all that. And one of the like really annoying things with like the Metroid games is like you basically basically reset, like (laughs) it comes up with some dumb way of like, like... Losing all of your abilities and whatever at the beginning. Someone just took all my shit. now going to go get it back? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I have, you know, nothing that I gained from any of the prior games again for the, you know, fifth time. Um, so I was, I was wondering what they were going to do with the... But it's like, it's not that, right? Yeah, you, you basically don't lose just, anything. You basically just start with all the stuff that yeah. you accumulated from the prior game and it's like a direct... Yeah. Uh, um, so I think they're just going to build on, on top of all that stuff. And, so. and the
0: combat system... Uh, That I play now more with it. It's a bit upgradable where the more you use a move, the better it gets. And you can put certain runes. I don't know if you've you've gotten to that part, but I think that's definitely a step up. The combat I always thought was great. Um, The quick time events when you take somebody down, those are still great. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my big qualms with the first one was that I don't feel like there was a lot of a variety in terms of uh, enemies, um, but this one I, I think I feel like there's a lot more monsters, different monsters that you're fighting and stuff like that, and there's unique animations for each one, so I like that uh, upgrade on it. Yeah, but yeah, we'll definitely give you guys a lot more uh, in our full review once we both finish the game. But uh, Elden Ring, God of War, it was a,
1: it was a good year for for us at least. I think. I mean, they're two incredible games. I feel like it's not. It's not enough, you know, big big titles. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see more more out there. But yeah. um, I think it's. I mean, it's it's literally like those two games. Who's gonna win? And kind of. I think I said this earlier, but if I'm just extrapolating based off of my five hours of God of War, like I feel to me, like I feel like Elden Ring is the yeah the, the is favorite. the front runner. But yeah. we'll see.
0: Well, no, right. it's definitely a it's it's two bookends. Elden Ring at the beginning and uh, God of War at the end. So. Yeah, and we still got. I mean, there's a couple sleepers in there. I don't think they're gonna be game of the year contenders, but I feel like Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still got to play the expansion. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll once we do our big end of the year showcase, uh, hopefully
1: with co-streaming with the Game Awards or whatever, we can give <laughs> our, our hot takes. <laughs> to, to me, the only real big like surprise game was was Neon White. I which I, was, have not which I, don't, one, but... I don't know. I don't think that's like, you know, game of the year. Yeah. But like for me personally, like you that gotcha. was like a great game. But like I can't really think of any. Well,
0: as far as blockbusters, uh, you obviously just think of these two. Obviously, uh, Starfield was supposed to
1: come out uh,
0: <laughs> yesterday. Uh, this is being filmed on the 12th. It was supposed to come out on the 11th, uh, but it didn't. But like, yeah, uh, next year is shaping up. But I'm glad at least we got these two things.
1: Yeah, I don't I, think I don't think like I th- I'm convinced Starfield's going to be a dud and will not win any.
0: Well, at least you'll have Final Game Fantasy to year. come for you next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah, <laughs> next. Year, next
1: year is. I mean, that's going to be. I'm excited for that episode where yeah. we can like kind of close out this year and talk about next year. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff.
0: Yeah, and and, and finally, it looks None like of it's it's VR be a though. But well, that that also I think. That was one of the best things where we always had in the back of our mind a little doubt that God of War was going to get uh, uh, delayed at least until next year and it kept its its timeline. So, yeah, super glad for that. All right, and then the last bit of news that we wanted to talk about and it's just hilarious that we're even talking about this because who would have thought, is uh, Twitter imploding. <laughs> um, for those living under a rock, um, if you don't know, Elon Musk bought Twitter Uh, Finally, uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and things are not going well. It's going so bad that some fake Nintendo accounts are tweeting uh, Mario pictures, flipping people off, and stuff like that, and people think it's real. It's just so funny. Um, We both talk about our use of Twitter, and I, you know, the way I use it, I just consume it. Um, I follow a lot of uh, anime. Accounts. I follow a lot of uh, gaming accounts, a lot of movie accounts and stuff like that and, you know, kind of run into funny stuff. But I never interact with it. Like I don't, I'm not posting messages. I'm not replying to people and stuff like that. So I think that's the best way to do it so you don't go crazy. (laughs) Um, But it's just, it's so weird because it's kind of going away from that and it's trying to become very monetized. And I think it's kind of taken away from what it is what what do you think cuz i know you kind of use it in the same yeah, way as i do yeah
1: I, I use it a lot um i guess we use it kind of in a similar way where i don't i don't think i've ever tweeted and i never comment or read. like i don't do any of that stuff it's really just like a almost like a news aggregator yeah. for me and and so i know like a lot of people think about twitter as this super toxic And I think that's absolutely the case for, you know, depending on on how you engage with it. But for me, it's like I just follow a a very curated, you know, list of people. It's like a a pretty short list of people, um, mainly in in gaming. Uh, And I'm really just getting updates from them. So it's, again, kind of this like real rapid... You know, news news site is kind of how I use Twitter. Yeah. It's the um, best
0: of the world and the worst of the world. It's the best because sometimes you'll find a funny joke or a nice video about cats and dogs and also the worst because you'll find a
1: racist video of somebody being racist or something. Yeah, but like <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't really get, I don't get any of that stuff. Like to me, it's literally, it's... Oh, you don't get, I mean, I... I, I, I don't, fo- I only follow, um, I basically follow no, you know, I guess what used to be verified or, yeah. <laughs> or like whatever yeah. but like it's you know it's 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 like the big gaming sites developers publishers specific people in the games industry who are you know generally credible people yeah. who you know so so i don't really get a lot of the like chaos stuff yeah uh, mm-hmm. but i think that's starting to change right so
0: yeah i don't know how fast the effects going to change but i do like before i would get some stuff would leak, like whatever was trending would leak into my timeline, and I would catch something that's funny or, or whatever. That, that, I do get leak leak yeah. stuff sometimes, yeah. Or if it was something uh, crazy enough to, like, take over Twitter, like when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock or something like that, or if it's a new video game release or a movie or something where just yeah. everybody on Twitter is talking about that one thing, but now I, I don't know if it's because of the acquisition or whatever, that I feel like I'm just getting spam viral stuff from everywhere and I don't like that <laughs> yeah the, the,
1: the feed definitely feels different for me now uh, and then you yeah, have this whole like Twitter Twitter blue Twitter, Twitter verified Twitter, yeah official, uh, it's you know people are abusing it and creating a lot of you know basically like disinformation yeah. on the platform because some funny stuff but a lot of I mean I' think it, I think I think it's like Absolutely negative for the platform, but I'm also like pretty entertained by it because I don't really, yeah, really think you know, pay too much attention. I don't take Twitter that seriously, so um, but yeah, there is like a lot of very confusing tweets that are happening that are designed specifically. I mean, to me, like they're very obvious, but
0: yeah. If you do, if you look at the name, yeah. you know, or if you do but, a bit of research, is like, is this the real Nintendo? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah. So you have like the Mario giving everyone the finger, and that, and no, like, oh my god, Mario wouldn't. And it's like, yeah, it's like it's because it's not, it's not real. But you know, there's the checkmark that everyone's been conditioned to believe that if there's a it's check mark real, next yeah, to it, real. then it's real. So, so yeah, I feel like there's some pretty pretty bad decisions getting made in terms of, uh, how to, how to manage this platform. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll, I we'll mean, see it happens, whether it continues going on a downward spiral yeah. or, um, you know, Elon Musk did say that he's like his approach is to like rapidly iterate on things. So I think you've seen Twitter change pretty meaningfully, yeah. like very fast. So it's a question of whether they can, you know, move fast but in the right direction, where like the platform just doesn't evolve into complete nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's it's sad to see it go, just because that's kind of where I get my news. In terms of, uh, I don't watch news, so if anything
1: happens, Twitter's were like, oh shit, this is yeah. Where would I go? What yeah. else is out there? Like, you know, There's a couple other other platforms, but I feel like they have like a very specific kind of agenda yeah whereas um, you could
0: get everything in twitter from, yeah from where you need it i feel like so far this is like remember in the in titanic the movie when the ship is going down and you got the people playing uh, their instruments i feel like i'm the people playing the instruments i'm just gonna go down as as the ship <laughs> sinks so it's funny it's funny uh, yeah
1: like if, if twitter you know goes away tomorrow like i'm at you yeah. know it would be... I'll find somewhere else. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll find a replacement. Yeah. Might
0: I'm, have to fire up that Facebook again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, never never happening. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, that kind of does it for all the news we got for the week. Um, we're going to move on to some closing thoughts. It's a, a beefy closing thoughts just because... Speaking of beefy. Yeah. Well yeah, beef. Gears Award got nothing on yeah. this update. It's all beef, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the beef episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off... Um, I've been watching Battle Battlestar Galactica off of your recommendation. I know it's been on on, on my conscience for for a while, just because I know a lot of people like it. Uh, it's a space show. It's also a very uh, political, I would say, and deceptive show, uh, which is right up my alley. So
1: <laughs> deceiving people, that's yeah. <laughs> right ma- up my alley. The, yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm a master liar. Yeah. great that's but good to it's, know. it's good so far uh, and and when, it, when a when a really good show deals with like the the human aspect of things and people's emotions and the back and forth i think those are really good that's why like i'm a big fan of uh game of thrones and breaking bad and all that stuff where you kind of get deeper into somebody's head and there's a lot of conflict so Battle star galactica based on your recommendation as well really liking it so far so i'm excited i got four seasons uh, um five episodes in uh, just because I've been watching other stuff as well. But uh, I'm, I'm excited. I got some, some new stuff to watch. Um, the other thing I've been watching is Andor, which I don't want to spoil too much because there's still a couple. Of, uh, there's two episodes left, I believe, because they're doing two seasons of uh, 12 episodes. But the first part officially, basically, the first six episodes is like a heist movie. And then the other four episodes are like a prison break movie. Um, but it's pretty good. It kind of dives deeper into, uh, the empire and the rebellion and stuff like that. So you kind of see it from the regular people's perspective and it's not all Jedi's and lightsabers and all that stuff. And no offense, Mandalorians, there's no Mandalorians. Uh,
1: so I think, uh, you got to give it a shot. I'm still, we're still pushing you to watch it, but I, I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, yeah. I, I think I said I was basically kind of done with, Star, the Star Wars, Star Wars TV series, uh, with exception of of Mandalorian, yeah. um, but I've gotten enough positive, you know, yeah. input on this one, so uh, I'm gonna check it out. I think but, it's next, next in the queue after a wrap up House House of the Dragon.
0: Yeah, the I'll tell you this: the last episode, the tenth episode, got me super hyped. Like I was watching it, I'm like, yes, 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 go! So. I'll just—I don't want to spoil it, but it's definitely—if it's—if it's not on your radar, definitely look it up. It's a great show, um, and you know, it's Star Wars, but not Star Wars. That's what you've been wanting. Yeah, you know, fuck the Jedi, and the Sith. Yeah, All right. Um, other thing I watch: Barbarian, and I told you about this. It's a horror movie. It's on HBO Max, um, and I don't want to spoil that too much because. You know uh I'm not one of those people that gets like scared by horror movies and this one was it got me frightened a little bit. It's definitely uh, one of those uh, sleeper hits. Um, I know I watched it during Halloween time because it was appropriate, but definitely I think uh, I would recommend checking that one out because it's a really interesting story and it's like something new uh, barbarian. It starts it's basically like somebody booked an uh, uh, Airbnb and then uh, it's scary. And then there was somebody else in there uh, that had also booked it, and things go crazy from there. It's not what you expect, so definitely okay. uh, I would also recommend checking it out. It's it's about an hour and a half, an hour 40 minutes of good movie. Uh, and then as far as uh, games, finished Horizon Forbidden West. Loved the game, but it was such a drag, man, just because... I think I spent like 40, 50 hours on the game, and it was just a lot wow. of side quests and stuff like that. I love the the mechanics of the game. I love the environments, but just the story, I think. The story, the main story was fine, but it just gave you so many side stories and so many things to do that it kind of, by the end of it, I was like, is this over? I just want it to be over. Um, kind of the same feeling I had with Days Gone. So that was a little bit sad um, just because it was it's an open world, very expansive story. It got me drained at the end. Great game. Just, I don't know, if you want to
1: put 40 or 50 hours in, into a game. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen with God of War? No. Because I, I heard that's a... Approaches like a 50-hour game, whereas the first one was more...
0: I think with God of War, the, I don't sh- see... 30?
1: Yeah. Something like that? Yeah.
0: I think with God of War, I don't see the fatigue uh, coming in like I got with uh, Horizon. Just because it's still very linear. You could um, tell your story... Uh, I mean just continue the one path whereas I feel like with Horizon you there was certain roadblocks where like if you wanted to continue the main story you had to go and do something else whereas with God of War there are side quests that you could do um, to get more stories for the other people but you could just continue the main story if you want to and just focus on that mm. um, so I think that's the big difference um, and then the one last thing I want to say was uh, the passing of Kevin Conroy uh uh, Batman from the animated series, Batman from the Arkham games and Batman in a lot of other, uh, media. Um, really sad to hear just because, uh, you know, I watch the animated series so much. It's one of my favorite, uh, Batman properties. And he's such a, he was such a distinct voice that, you know, just like Mark Hamill with the Joker, uh, him being Batman is just, you know, a bit sad. Uh, it came up on my Twitter feed, which was the only good thing that, kind of showed on Twitter was that everybody um, was doing a lot of tributes to him just because, like I said, he was a very unique, uh, singular voice. Um, yeah, he passed away, so just a little bit sad for that. But, you know, always be Batman. So,
1: Yeah, total bummer. I think when when people ask, who's your favorite Batman, I would almost always say Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. and then people would be like, who? Because no. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, yeah, the, the, he's voice the voice actor. actor. Yeah, he's the voice actor, but... To me, like, he was always, yeah. like, that voice is, is Batman. And,
0: and the fact that he, like, was okay with doing it for so many properties because he did, like, yeah. for a lot of video games, he did it for a lot of the shows and, and stuff like that. I think that was always good because yeah. you, you never really get the same actor doing uh, the same voice for for everything else.
1: Yeah, no, he, he took the role very seriously. And, and yeah, I was, I was kind of impressed by that because I think a lot of people get worried about, being typecast or what and he just kind of seemed to like lean into it and almost view it as like a like a responsibility or something that he was like a steward of um so yeah that's the yeah
0: and he seemed like a nice person from all the tributes that that were going a lot of people uh are really gonna miss him and and from all the interactions he had with fans he seemed like you know a typical normal person and he was happy to talk about batman or whatever whenever you you approach him at these conventions so shout out shout out you know pour one out for the real dogs there you go <laughs> what about you what
1: you uh what are your thoughts well i think this was probably a couple so we skipped last week's episode right so i think yeah. this is actually kind of like my tv update from a couple weeks ago but the tv setup is finally finally real yeah. uh, so it looks been, amazing yeah, it looks good, right? So I'm pretty pretty happy with how it turned out. So so because my T V setup's now operational, I, I started just digging into some T V series that have been in my backlog. The first one was Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Nice. Which I think I I think I finished it in two days. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you'll it pretty quick by your standards. It's yeah for, for me that's insane. Uh, and then you watched it again. And then I just started watching <laughs> it again. Yeah, so I didn't watch it to completion, but uh, it's, uh so it's ten episodes, right? Yeah. I think ten episodes are about twenty five minutes each. So it's it's pretty easy to to marathon it. It's not like a ton a ton of minutes in total. Uh, but yeah, after after I completed, it, I'm like. I kind of just want to watch it again. Yeah. And so I think I watched the first three episodes maybe again, and then I'll, you know, finish it over, over time. But yeah, I, I loved it. I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just looks, it looks incredible just visually, which is what you would expect from studio trigger. Like it just, it just looks awesome. Uh, big fan of the music, uh, which I have to, I have to dunk on you a little bit. So the, what what were I talking knew this about? Was kind of it was the Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Yeah, Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. I made a comment about Akira Yamaoka being the the guy who kind of orchestrates all of the music and and that franchise. And I laughed at you because I was like, you listen to horror music. Yeah. Uh. And then after I watched the show, I was like, hey hey Hugo, what you think about the music and Edge Runners? And you're like, oh yeah, it's good, it's good. I'm like, yeah. Who do you think? Real. Who do you think directed all that? Totally got dunked It's on. the it's the Silent Hill guy. So obviously very different genres, but um, I think he can appreciate kind of what what he can contribute to you know whether it's a game or a, or a TV show or a movie, kind of what he can contribute from like a music perspective. So so yeah, I, th- I think the music was very well like well selected and yeah. integrated you know into the show.
0: Well, I, I uh, also wanted to. A- <laughs> which is one of the main reasons where I kind of wanted you to watch it so we could discuss, was like you would see this just because you also play the game, like how well it does, where you feel like it connects it so well with the game, the world itself, and yeah. everything's going on. Uh, even though it said, uh, I don't know how how many years before the, the timeline of the game is, but it does it so well where like it's the same world. You don't feel like, oh, it's it's not the same.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of small things that really add up to make it feel like it's it really is like an extension of of, of the game yeah. um, even just the noises of just when people are making phone calls yeah. and the the, like the the hud
0: the 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 ui basically from the game is the, the ui yeah
1: the just you know the weapons so I, I thought they did just a great job of of tying in game elements yeah. from the game into the show and, and I've,
0: I've always liked Studio Trigger, and I don't I don't know if we discussed this before, but like I've said, how in a lot of their shows the animation kind of changes uh, from like a, a cartoonish one to a more uh, fine cut uh, animation. Whereas like it, it's happened with Gurren Lagan where the beginning was kind of like cartoonish, and then the towards the end it kind of became uh, uh, better refined, and then the same thing with Kill a Kill, and then the same thing in in Edge Runners, where like the beginning. Uh, animation looks up different than the ending animation. Not not in a bad way. It, they're both great. It's just you can kind of see the tone change because it becomes more mature. I would say so. I thought that was they did a really good job
1: of kind of like visualizing that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, I totally agree. And then the other thing that I really liked was it was the gang. Yeah, like you just gang. like all the characters are just so good. It's a good gang. Um, you know, you feel like you're kinda of part of the gang, yeah. which isn't really something I've I've felt in an anime since like, literally like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Where yeah, that, that's like another just iconic gang of characters and you really feel like you're kinda of part of the gang yeah. when you're when you're watching the show. Um, excited yeah, and
0: a lot of these animes these days they kinda of mostly singularly focus on one or two Main characters, yeah. but with the with like you said edge runners and Cowboy Bebop, you kind of love all the characters,
1: yeah, yeah, and what's impressive is they did that within ten episodes, yeah so they were able to like get you hooked in and kind of feeling
0: and you get enough background for everybody too yeah yeah, so I thought it was
1: it's just so that's that was one of the reasons why I wanted to rewatch it is more from like a diagnostic you know view of just yeah. like how How did they so, like, efficiently
0: do this? And it wasn't something that was on a lot of people's radar, too. I think, like, obviously, people knew there was going to be a cyberpunk uh, animated show coming out. But that they thought it was going to be good wasn't on their radar. And that it did so well wasn't on anybody's radar. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, so, you know, finally watched it, really enjoyed it. I It doesn't sound like they're going to do more of it, yeah. which is a bummer. They'll
0: probably do something else, I think, just because <laughs> it, it would be a really bad idea not to kind of do something else. They're definitely these characters, that story was told, so it's probably going to be yeah, characters. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I w- I would, I'd want it to be different characters yeah. for sure, but I think there's opportunity to do more, uh, you know, an anime version of Cyberpunk, tell another story, there's time, right? I mean, they're they're gonna do another game. Yeah. That's five years away, probably. So my hope is they're able to package some sort of, you know, anime show yeah. over time. There's just nothing that they're talking about now. Yeah, uh, yeah so that was great. Uh, I'm glad I waited for the full setup with the speakers yeah, and man. all that stuff. So it was it was it was worth the wait for sure. Uh, and then I started watching House of the Dragon. Mm. Which is pretty good to have one more episode. Okay. I think that's also ten episodes. Yeah. yeah, so I have one more episode there. Uh, it's good. It's 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 more. It's more Game of it's Thrones. It's more Game of Thrones, but like the 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 good Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not like the last season and a half or two seasons of Game of Thrones. It's it's like more of the good stuff. Um, I'm having a really hard time keeping up with the time jumps, the kids yeah the time, was... like the number like all these different kids and the time jumps and 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 whatever but um other than that yeah i've, I've been i've been really enjoying it so that's been a good uh there was another thing that people were like really pushing. they were are like no it's good like watch it because yeah. i kind of wrote off game all of- that stuff because of how game of thrones ended so mm-hmm. i'm glad i kind of worked through that and, yeah and decided to give the go give the show a go.
0: Well yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, in terms of like the time jumps and the kids and all that stuff. Um it was kinda going very fast the first at least I think five I thought, or six I thought, episodes.
1: I thought the first four basically everything leading up to the first big time jump, I yeah. thought was like actually like well well paced. And then so the first the first half I was like this feels right, and then the right second before half, they
0: became the, the the two main characters, Allison yeah. and Renera uh, became adults. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. Then that two or, two or three episode where like they they had kids, and then the kids had a time jump. I think that was the the weird yeah. one. Yeah,
1: and I feel like specifically like Damon, who's he's the character played by Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, I feel like his character is kind of like all like he had like a very clear. Like, he's a character. douche, but then
0: you also like him, and then he does good
1: things, and then he's a douche still. It's just weird. But I feel, I feel like his character is, like, completely different now, At the, like, toward the end. Yeah. Like, well, so you could, you,
0: uh, I think I think he's, he became softer because nothing was happening, but he'll probably
1: go back to being a douche.
0: I guess, yeah. So, he wants war, baby, and war's coming.
1: So, yeah, it's just kind of tough to navigate these like character arcs when you have these like massive time jumps yeah. and and so i don't know but it's uh i feel like the first half was was really really good the second half has been less less good but still, but still the last, enjoyable
0: so the last episode you watched was nine yeah which ended amazingly uh
1: spoilers yeah. when uh you can't see you can't say spoilers and then and spoil it? Yeah, sp- I guess. it's, okay, it's it, fine now. It's fine now. Yeah. I, you gotta you gotta like give some breathing room because usually you say spoilers and then do it and then, all right, spoilers. you know, think about someone's watching on YouTube. They have it like on the other tab, and then I think you're the by li- the time you say spoiler, like I think you're the last person to see House of the Dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough. Spoilers for show that ended what fair three
0: enough. four weeks ago, a month ago. No, <laughs> no, 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 I mean that's normal. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're okay, right. It, it, uh, spoiler, spoilers. This is this, yep. that was a spoiler. Uh, yeah, but how? Um, and and Game of Thrones always did this, which was the penultimate episode was always like a really big banger. Yeah, and, and was really good. And this one, uh, same thing, where like, you know, you have the king just died, and everybody is rushing to anoint the new king or whatever, and all this crazy stuff's happening. Um, and then it ends with the dragon coming from the bottom and just kind of obliterating everybody, which was kind of... Not everybody. Amazing. Not everybody, yeah. No. Which, which you know, if, if you were up to date... Uh, when that episode came out, the whole internet was mad because she's like, just burn them.
1: Yeah. Burn the that's, that's, we were, you know, in bed watching this at like one in the morning and we were like, burn them. yeah," <laughs> But she, she she didn't do it. So. But it's, you know,
0: it, it defeats the purpose of the show and it's like, oh, show's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and yeah. And then it, you
1: can cue the Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. music and then. And that's it. That's it. it but it.
0: I, I think it's, it's done a, a good job. And like I was telling you earlier, because the book for this is already written we know how it's going to end so no surprises there we don't have uh we we don't think it's it'll end bad if anything it just gets better because from what i've read they've done certain things that the books did differently that made the show better so yeah excited for season two in
1: 2024 yeah be patient um but yeah i have just one more episode so looking forward to that i'll probably Probably watch that tonight or, or another, another good episode too yeah so. okay good great um i think that's it on tv and on on, on the game front um i kind of already talked about it it was basically playing just under five hours of god of war so that's all all i was able to get into um hoping to play a lot of a lot tonight and tomorrow yeah man can't wait for you to get agenda. in there bro yeah. i think uh
0: the combat the stories it's amazing it's good yeah that's it. it yeah that's it look at that that's this is a beefy episode all the beef i think uh we, we it's a good episode i think we're just gonna title it beefy episode well, yeah beefy episode yeah no, you get the beef where's the beef it's in this episode all right anyways let me start saying beef <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us guys uh we'll see you on the next episode i'm hugo bye i'm nick later Thanks for joining us on episode 42 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Leila and our show art is done by Deepass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.